You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. All right, everyone. Today we have Tanner Chittister, who is the CEO of Elite CEOs and the CEO of Fit Warrior is a fitness program, which I'll let you explain a little more in a second. And then Elite CEOs is a training program for business owners who want to 10x their business. Tanner, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to get on your show. Yeah, thanks for being here. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what your story is, because you're only, what, 27? Just turned 28, unfortunately. I'm a little older. Yeah, Yeah, so quick rundown is I grew up in a teacher household. I have six siblings. So I always try not to over-exaggerate. You know, sometimes I think people get a little carried away, but I grew up with what I needed. I never had more than that. And so as a kid, I was the oldest boy. I had two older sisters. I was a little sheltered. I think I was a little shy. I was kind of weird, I guess you could say, or I'd be looked at as the weird kid. I got made fun of a lot. And when I turned 12, I really started to notice people are making fun of me. I thought they were, but I wasn't sure. And so I started working out thinking as a 12 year old, I'm like, Oh, I'll I'll beat these kids up. I don't know where that thought came from, but I think we all had that. Yeah. Like I kept going home crying and I kind of realized that my parents couldn't protect me. And that was a huge turning point in my life. I actually think that was probably the most pivotal point in my life, as crazy as that sounds. And so I started working out and three months later, I had muscles and I had confidence and all of a sudden people started saying nice things to me. I was like, oh man, this is kind of cool. I set a goal, I work hard and then I become popular and like people like me. And then I started excelling at sports. So I never played sports before. I tried out for the football team and I made the A team is what they call it. And I was one of the best players and I went on and from there, like it really propelled kind of my life. So all the way past that, I really had a passion for football and I really wanted to play in the NFL like everyone else. So I followed that passion until I was about 22. And then I went through three shoulder surgeries. I played some division one football and I got hurt and I rehabbed, I got hurt. And I just kind of realized, Hey, even if I go in the draft, I mean, I'm like livestock at this point, I'm beat up. They're not going to want me. So I stopped playing football and I just started studying solely. And I was an engineer. I was like, man, this isn't as nice as football. Like this kind of (laughs) sucks. At that point, football kind of clouded everything because that was my goal. I want to play in the NFL. School was just part of it. And so I sat down with a mentor. He actually knows Russell Brunson very well. He's married to Russell Brunson's cousin or something of that nature. And he's like, well, you know, what are your goals? And I was like, well, you know, I want to make a lot of money. I didn't have a lot growing up. And he's like, why don't you start a business? And I was like, well, I don't know how. He's like, okay, well, if you drop out of school, I had like a year left in petroleum engineering at A&M, which, you know, is very prestigious. He's like, you know, I'll, I'll coach you for free and help you. I was like, okay. So I drop out of school. Everyone tells me I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> I thought I was an idiot. The next two years, I only made about two grand in my business, but he taught me about funnels and automations and email. That's all this stuff that to me, I, I never heard of it before. No one in my family's ever built a business. And then at that point, I kind of found something that worked for me. And from there, it just blew up. And then from that time, about 25 and a half to now, you know, we've done millions and millions and millions of revenue and, you know, my life's completely different. So got it. That's awesome, man. I'm just curious, who did you play D1 football for and what position? Yeah, I was, I played at BYU and I was a linebacker. Okay. So Brigham Young University. So they were in the Mountain West. Now they're independent. They haven't been good since I was there. You guys beat USC this past year. Yeah, but it's like (laughs) five and five, bro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was a good experience. I mean, I want to take it back, but it's all about money at that level. So got it. Okay. So uh, which business are you focused on right now? Elite CEOs or Fit Warrior? 
At least CEOs mostly. The other business still does very well, but I can only talk about macros for so long until I'm just kind of like, I'm ready for the next level. So the business has definitely been kind of where I've been focusing like elite CEOs. So Fit Warrior is kind of the main thing you started first. You got it to a certain level and now you use that as a platform to fund other stuff that you're trying to do. Yes? Absolutely. We just started building my own app. That's obviously completely funded from the funds of my business right now. So yeah, it's been it. super beneficial. Okay. Let's talk about Fit Warrior first. Cause I think especially the aspiring sure. entrepreneurs, like you talk about what kind of business is it and how do you make money with that thing? Yeah. So it's a business getting people in shape. So no one gets confused. Sometimes you work with trainers, you work with someone else to get confused. So it's, it's helping people get in shape. And part of what I loved was sports, right? And I was going to be a trainer, but the problem is like, they don't make enough money for me. So I was like, how can I take that passion and turn it into money? Very simply, I started selling high ticket online. So for those of you who are listening, high ticket would just typically be anything $1,500 plus. And all I would do is reach out to people. I would DM them. I had done door-to-door sales and some other things during the time I was struggling. So it was very easy for me. And I got them on the phone and I realized, hey, like they want help. That was a lot different than doing door-to-door sales. So as soon as I realized that they wanted help, it was really easy for me to get results. And then so I get on a call, I'd close them. I'd sell it for, you know, 1500 up to six grand, depending on the person. And for a guy who's making two to $3,000 a month as a server, that's what catapulted everything. How does that business make money? And whatever numbers you can share around the business today, whether it's employees, sure. revenues, whatever, that'd be great too. Sure. So obviously we do organic strategies. Organic strategies to me is like reaching out to people, free Facebook groups, et cetera. And then also a lot of ad spend. I don't know the breakdown by both businesses. Together, there's about 40 employees. We're doing around a million a month, give or take every month. And we've started supplementing that with like lower ticket products. We also have some like higher level products for like current clients that we're trying to resell stuff to. And then we also just started an app, it'll probably take nine, 10 months. I just hired a full-time developer. But the biggest way is we're running massive amounts of ads on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We sign them up for a call. We walk them through a process. We'll sell a package anywhere between, you know, 10, 15 grand for three to six months, depending on person, what they buy. And then, you know, we help them very intensive one-to-one coaching. So I have about 12 coaches four full-time, then eight or part-time that from ads to copywriting, to lead generation, to sales calls, whatever you can think of. Got it. We're recording this as of May 7th, 2020. So we're still right in the middle of the pandemic right now. So you're driving ads into a funnel and then they get on a call. How's that affecting conversion rates? How's that affecting confidence from what you've seen? Because 10 to 15K is high ticket. Who's got the dough for that right now? We actually haven't skipped a beat. In fact, I think it's helped us because what's happening is people are going, hey, I don't have any other option versus in the past where they're like, yeah, like I know I need to go online, but whatever. Now with the pandemic, it's like, hey, you can either go online now or you can sit around and hope it stops, but you're losing money every single month. So we haven't seen an issue with that. I thought we might, but to be quite honest, I haven't noticed anything. So got it. it's okay. been good. Yeah. And so what specifically sure. is your offer? So on both sides of the business, it's essentially one-to-one coaching. If you think about like a fitness offer getting in shape, we'll do their meal plans, their workout routines. We'll send them their grocery list, whatever you can think of. But really what people usually are paying for is very high level one-to-one. The reason we're able to do that, obviously, is we're charging a lot of money. So you should be able to get that. Same thing on the business side. So the difference with me is obviously I built a massive amount of success before I ever started offering business coaching. That gave me a lot of credibility, especially the fitness industry with trainers and so forth. So then they just come in and I'm just showing them exactly what I can be successful, giving them, we'll have like six group calls a week, one per day on a different topic. They have four different one-to-one coaches. They can hop on a call like this anytime they want. We give them like the funnel templates, the ad swipes. Like it's literally everything I've ever done and we're giving it to them on a silver platter plus one-to-one. So when they struggle, what I've noticed at least in my opinion is I'm not the biggest fan of group coaching and so forth because I simply find that most people 
you can tell them exactly what to do, but they're going to mess it up, but they don't know what they're messing up. So for someone like me, I can read what they're saying or hear what they're saying on a call and go, that's completely wrong, but they don't get it. So they kind of need someone to get on a call like this, say, look, when you said this, this doesn't work. And the reason why is that until they understand. So for me, it was more of an ethical thing. I could definitely make more margins. I don't think it'd be like crazy amount more, but I made more margins doing group, but I just felt that was the biggest thing I hated when I was trying to be successful is I'd pay a ton of money to someone mm-hmm. and then I didn't feel like I even got coached. I was like, man, you just threw me in a Facebook group and gave me a portal and said, good luck. I think I'm going to be successful no matter what, because I just think I'm that type of person. I just find a way to make it work, but I know not everyone's wired that way. And so I just wanted to build something that was, I guess the least bright person could still be successful. And that's what I tried to really build. And that's how I like to coach people. I want to give them as much value as I possibly can before it's, man, there's nothing else I can do besides live at your house. That's awesome. So 10 to 15 grand and they get six calls per week. How long does that go for? Cause that's pretty high touch. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's six group calls per week and then they get unlimited one-to-one. So it'll be one call Monday through Saturday. There's a call. It's a three month program. Typically if they pay 15 grand at six months and then they get unlimited one-to-one with the coaches. So one-to-one would either be, you can message me on Facebook messenger, get very fast replies. So I have four people full time. The reason I do that is it just doesn't work. If you have a coach who's like, send a message three hours later, get a response. They need responses within five to 10 minutes. So they get those responses. And then if they're really struggling, they'll get on a zoom call like this. And it's as much as needed. Now, obviously we try to help the clients make decisions on their own, not always ask for a call because you know, we want to leverage our time. And obviously we have a lot of clients, but we make it available to them to make sure that they're successful. And, and I just feel for give me one-to-one, they get six group calls a week. They have all the stuff I've ever done. I'm like, if you can't make it here, my opinion's like, you're not gonna make it anywhere because I know there's massive amounts of programs that are as big as mine or even a little bigger and they're doing straight group. That's great for the business. It's not great for the person in my personal opinion. That's totally fair. So I think that's a great deal, by the way, three to six months, six group calls a week, and then the one-on-ones anytime you want. I mean, they'd almost be foolish not to take it, right? So are you expecting a certain business size or anybody that's listening to this, any business, even if you're starting out, is this a fit for them? Yeah. So anyone who wants to start an online business and obviously wants to sell high ticket. So if I got a guy who comes to me, he's like, Tanner, I have a $47 app. I say, Hey, I can help you. But for me to really make you successful, you'd have to pay me an exorbitant. I mean, they'd have to pay me 50, grand minimum because for me to put my team in there and make a low ticket offer successful, it's way harder. And I'm sure you know that. So if they're willing to do 1500 plus and it's a high ticket online service, we can absolutely do it. We've had rare occasions where someone's like, Hey, can you just run ads for me or something like that? But overall, it's really anyone who wants like a high ticket online service. And I get a lot of fitness individuals just because I've had a lot of success in the fitness industry. So a lot of trainers, a lot of fitness professionals, like yoga teachers, gym owners, stuff like that. I do have a wider base of like digital marketers, authors, copywriters, but anyone who has an online business and wants to scale and they're willing to do high ticket calls over the phone, that's what we've built and leveraged around. 28 years old, got a $12 million business already and you're aiming for a hundred million. That's awesome. I just made a note here. You mentioned something around conversion conversations. I've actually never heard of that before. What is that? Sure. Yeah. So like any marketing spiel, it's just a fancy word. So it doesn't sound boring, but ultimately what I found, Eric, is my first five coaches I paid, it was the same thing. Add to webinar to, you know, a call, add to webinar to a call, you know, 50 grand in the hole and 25, 30 grand on ads. This doesn't really work. It's not working for me. And, and at first I thought it was me. So I kept hiring new coaches, but after five times I was like, look, I'm not that dumb. I played football. I've had a lot of success in other areas. I can't be that dumb. So what I started doing is I started running an ad to many chat or Facebook messenger. Many chat kind of activates that to the funnel. So here was the beauty in that. 
it took pressure off my marketing. What I think is a huge mistake for most coaches is they take a beginner who doesn't know anything and then they try to help them build a funnel that has to be perfect, right? So if you could automate your whole business, hallelujah, like, you know, that's amazing. But what I found is if I can get them in Messenger and then they don't convert. So they go to Messenger, they click over to my video. They're like, oh, this guy's an idiot, whatever they say. I can go in now and have conversations with them. And I've built a system team around that whole process. So that's what made the difference for me. And that's why I've grown so fast because what I'm doing is I'm taking pressure off my marketing. I'm not trying to be Russell Brunson. I'm trying to beat him by effort. And so I was like, look, if this works, I don't care how many people I have to hire, how many hours I have to type my fingers. If I get them to buy, that's the goal right now. And then it just got so big and it grew so fast that I started replacing myself. So I have about a team of 12 to 13 messengers, I call them who work around the clock. So I see a lot of my messages, but obviously I can't be there all the time. So I will have people go in for me. We have a system and a process. So it's just like clockwork. And so it's just what worked for me and it took pressure off my marketing. And as far as I know, there's other people obviously successful, but I don't know a lot of people who've done it as fast as me and without having to just hope their funnel's perfect. And that's what drove me nuts. I hate running ads and then just like, please sign up for a call. How can I take the fight to the prospect versus hope the prospect comes to me? That's kind of what made all the difference, honestly. So if I'm hearing this right, what you're doing is you're driving ads to a chat funnel, right? And you're segmenting them perhaps based on where they are. And then you're having actual conversations with them to kind of prime them and say, hey, by the way, this is great, but book a call with us. That's what you're doing. Exactly. And so we'll push, and sometimes we'll push them straight from messenger to the call. And in my opinion, the reason that's different is anytime in your business, you can do something different than someone. It almost always will beat the competition because to run you know, $300,000 of ads a month and have conversations with every single person, how many companies can do that? And so to me, that was the secret sauce. That's what's made the difference. And that's why I've been able to continue to scale because it doesn't matter how bad the quality is, if we have a bad day, Corona, as soon as you start talking to someone one-to-one, it puts you ahead of the automation. It puts you ahead of the automated email, the automated text. They don't care. People want connection. I just am really good at talking to people. And so when I built a system around that and I've done door-to-door sales and stuff, it kind of was easy, honestly. I love that, man. Because I mean, typically when you look at the big guys out there, if you're paying for an application, you're booking from Facebook ads or whatever to a phone call, it's like 150 to 200 bucks per application. If you want a qualified Mm -hmm. application, it's like $600, right? What do you think you're ending up paying per conversion conversation, I guess, or phone call? Yeah. So that's a great question. So I'll be honest with you. We'll average anywhere by from 150 to 250. So it's kind of in that range, but here's my opinion, right? And you know, my opinion might not be worth a lot, but What I found is I don't have any turnover with my sales team and they have high, high quality calls. What most guys do, they'll shove through as many apps as possible. Their sales guys get on, they'll close three out of 10. Why? Because not qualified. I don't know what I signed up for, missed the call, whatever. What we do is they'll go through and if they sign up and they have bad answers, we'll go back in and re-qualify. Hey, you said this on your application, X, Y, and Z. So my sales team closes 60% of the calls that they take. They love me. They're never going to quit. They close a ton of deals. So what you'll find is when you're scaling massively, you're going to get bad quality no matter what. But what happens is we're able to see it because if you think about a normal funnel, when they sign up, all you know is what's on the app. When they go through Messenger, I can click on their profile. I can see their age, their weight, where they live. I can see how much money they make, what's their job. I can ask those questions to them. Hey, it said you're not ready to make a decision. What's up? Hey, you said you can't have your wife on the call and you need her to be to make a decision. Can you get her on the call? We'll beat so many objections, but by the time the call comes, the sales rep's like, hello, my name is, are you ready? And they sign up. And so obviously my team has skill and I don't want to take away from my sales team, but I know from experience that my sales guys have the best sales job ever because every other business is 
take, you know, as many calls as possible, you'll close 30% because they're not qualified as well. And my calls are extremely qualified. So I think the cost is about the same. I don't think you can get away from that. Yeah. But I just think if you look at scale, how many guys are running a million dollars a month add to webinar? I only know two or three people off the top yeah. of my head. So yeah. that's my opinion. It might be wrong. I just try to be super honest about my It answers. sounds like, I mean, so, you know, what I was saying is $600 for a qualified app. It sounds like 150 to 200 bucks. You're getting a qualified call. Actually, that's three times less. And that's fair. So I was saying overall for our app costs, every nine apps or so will close it. So meaning that, you know, they'll pay us credit card, or whatever. So in a month, if we can get a thousand apps, we know that yeah. we'll get hundred to 110 deals. And that's kind Got of like the goal for us. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to check out elite CEOs, they're like, okay, I want to close high ticket. I'm assuming your salespeople and you teach people how to do this, but your mm -hmm. salespeople are trying to get the deal done on the phone call. So 10 to 15 K on the phone call. Correct. So Absolutely. people are like, oh my God, Tanner, I have anxiety towards that. How can <laughs> we even make that happen? How do you guys do that? I think the first thing is obviously making sure they're qualified. I think most people, what happens is, you know, think about if you're brand new and you're getting no eight out of 10 times, it's going to demoralize you. If you're getting yes, six out of 10, that's the thing. So something I learned was it doesn't matter how many people you talk to, they have to be able to pay you. If you talk to an 18 year old, you talk to someone who's homeless, they're not bad people by any means. It's just, they're not ready to buy. And so I think the first thing is we really teach people how to qualify properly. And then we pre-frame everything so they know on the call, they have to make a decision. They know there's a minimum deposit required. And there's a lot of ways to go about this. But in my personal opinion, the way I've been successful is before we ever do a call, they've agreed to do a minimum deposit if they like it. So like, hey, you don't have all the funds today, but you like it enough to put it down and hold your spot. It could be like 10% of the deal. Or, hey, do you need your spouse on the call? we make sure their spouse on the call. It saves us a lot of time and effort and heartache and following up because we do all the qualifying on the front end versus the back end. And I think that also makes it easier to be successful because I don't have to have the best sales reps. I don't have to have guys just be absolute savages. It's like we're setting up layups for them. And I'm like, I'm paying you guys to spend an hour to explain everything, make sure it's a good fit and then close the deal. So I think most anxiety that you're talking about with new clients comes from they don't qualify properly. And so it's like knocking on door to door, door to door demoralized me. That's the most mentally hard thing I've ever done in my whole life because you knock on a door and like, what the, you know, what are you doing here? I'm trying not to cuss. Like, get off my lawn. Like my wife's not here. I don't know you. I have a fish. I have a gun. I'd heard like 15, 20 objections. When you pre-frame everything and they actually want your service, they can only say like one objection. Like I can't afford it. That's it. Because I've already beat every other objection. So going from door to door to getting on a phone with someone, Eric, it's like, man, they want this. This is great. Door to door, I'm trying to sell something that they're like, I don't know if I want this. And I'm like, no, you want this. This is going to help you. And, and I sold good stuff. Like I was selling like security alarms and stuff that people need. But if some random person shows up at my door, I'm like, hey, bro, I get you're trying to hustle, but I don't care. It's yeah. just a totally different environment. So I just really try to help my clients pre-qualify. And then obviously we'll have a mindset coach and stuff. A lot of it's mental. So I love that answer the question. I don't know if I no, no, it, you, you did. No, this is all super helpful. I think people are going to love this. So I got two final questions for you. So what is one tool or an app that you've added in the last year that's added a lot of value for your life? So it could be like a Peloton bike, an aura ring, an app. What do you got? Yeah, honestly, it's the Calm app. It's a meditation app. That's just something very personal because I think I built my business so fast that I put a lot of my personal health and relationships on hold. I kind of regret that. And so it just really helps me kind of like chill out and not be so got to take over the world, make $8 trillion a year. That's kind of my personality. And so I've really tried to find more balance, realizing that it's great to make money, but I, not through like what someone's told me, but experience, realize that like I can make as much money as I want. It's not going to make me happy. And so yeah. I've just kind of had to 
kind of step back, like meditate more to go into more like therapy, stuff like that. Not for like, cause I think I'm crazy, but I think stuff that happened to me as a kid, that's really driven me is great for mm-hmm. business, but it's really detrimental to other relationships and being happy, I guess. So that, I think therapy is important, right? I mean, the calm is great. You talk about working out or training that's for your body, but for your mind too, you kind of need meditation and you need therapy. So is there any, do you use like talk desk or talk therapy? I don't forgot what it is. Do you talk to a therapist? What do you do there? I used to use, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was better help or something. It was a little cheaper therapy. It was on Zoom. I didn't like it as much. And so I do have a therapist that I actually see in Miami. Because of Corona, it's been a little difficult. So we have Zoomed a little bit. But if you can afford it, it is a little pricey. But for the average person, but you know, if you can get a great therapist in person, I would highly recommend it because it's just something different about talking to someone in person and especially someone who's qualified. Someone who has a PhD in psychology or something of that nature, it just really helps. And I think a lot of times, Americans in general, at least, turn to drugs a lot faster than they turn to like therapy. Like they just go, oh, I'm depressed. Give me antidepressants. And I'm not saying there's not a place for it. I just think a lot of stuff can be fixed if you just learn how you're thinking, how to fix it, why you think certain ways and just try to understand it. And you know, the therapist I have, I love her. She's awesome. That's awesome, man. Cool. And then what would be your favorite business book? Oh, man, that's tough, bro. The one by Brendan Bouchard, though, High Performance Habits. I really like that book. It's not super business focused, like tactical, but I really like that book. I thought a lot of the stuff he said was spot on. Part of my growth right now is I really relate to that book. I'm making a lot of money. I have like the material things and I'm like, man, I don't don't, like feel that good. I thought he really hit the nail on the head in that book. That was literally one of my favorite books. I sent it to a lot of clients to read too, because I, I think it gives great perspective. I would definitely awesome. like, re- recommend that book. Yeah. Well, Tanner, I mean, this has been awesome. What's the best way for people to find you online? Just go to eliteceos.com. You'll have like testimonials, a little bio, anything you want to see. That's the best place to go. And you just check stuff out from there. All right, man. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.